Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I know the Lord has a word for somebody here today. And I want to go ahead and get right in it. The title of the message today is Taking Back Lost Treasures. Taking Back Lost Treasures. Some of you uh, have probably seen a movie that came out several years ago. I don't really know that I need to recommend it because it was kind of a, a violent movie. But there was a movie that came out several years ago called Taken. That movie tore my nerves up. Taken starred a man by the name of Liam Neeson who was a, a CIA agent. And his daughter, she was... Uh, kidnapped while they were on a while she was on a trip in in Europe, and it kind of goes like this: that the CIA agent he goes over to Europe, and it looks like he takes out all of Europe to rescue his daughter that was taken by the enemy. Anybody seen that movie? Get to the altar now and pray. <laughs> you know that's just a movie. It's just a movie. But the truth is that we all know what it feels like to lose, the, lose a treasure. We've all felt the pain of what it feels like to have something taken from us, something precious, something valuable. We've all had some, some, te- some treasures taken from us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So the question is this morning, what, what, what do you do? What do you do when you have lost a treasure when you've lost a treasure what do you do when the enemy Satan when, when he, he when he raids your life and he raids your home and he, and he raids your family and he raids your relationships and he raids you at work and he raids your, your, your future and, and your hopes and your dreams what, what do you do when the enemy has taken your treasures. What well, is a taken story in the scriptures and is found in 1 Samuel in its chapter 30. I'm going to read a few verses to you out of my Bible here. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'll have it on the screen too. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I just want to read a few verses here to you so you'll have the context of what it means on how we can uh, take back on treasures that have been lost. So in verse 30, I mean, excuse me, chapter 30, verse 1, it says here, Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They carried off the women and children and everyone else 
without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And then he says to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod, which symbolizes the presence of God. So Abiathar the, brought the ephod, brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after the band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook of Besor and, uh, but 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook so David continued to the pursuit with 400 men and along the way they found an Egyptian man in a field and, and brought him to David and they gave him some bread to eat and some water uh, to drink and they also gave him part of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins for he hadn't had anything to eat or drink for three days and nights before long his strength returned to whom do you belong and where do you come from David asked him he says I'm an Egyptian the slave of an Amalekite he replied my master abandoned me three days ago because I was sick we were on our way uh, back from raiding the Carathites and the Negev and the territory of Judah and the land of Caleb and we just burned Ziklag hmm. will you lead me to this band of raiders David asked the young man replied, If you take an oath in God's name that you will not kill me or give me back to my master, then I will guide you to them. So he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread across fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they had taken from the Philistines and the land of Judah. David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout the night and the entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on camels. And David got back everything the Amalekites had taken and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I pray, God, just your anointing now to preach it, Lord. I pray, God, that we would be receptive to your word. And, God, I just believe that you would minister in a powerful way. And, God, help people to take back lost treasures. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, what I just read to you, let me give you some more context here. This is a time in David's life that we know as the renegade period. The renegade period. David was not king at this time. In fact, David was on the run from King Saul. And while on the run, David forms this militia of men, these renegade men. There's made up of 600 men. And David and his 600 men and their families, they have run away from Israel and they're now actually living in enemy territory, Philistine territory, in a place called Ziklag. Ziklag. Now, David and his men here in this passage, 
they are preparing to go to battle. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but David is actually on the side fighting with the Philistine army. And him and his men are going to go out to battle. And when they get to the battlefield to go into battle, the Philistine military leaders they require that David and his men go back home because they don't trust David. They feel like that once they get on the battlefield and they start fighting, that David, you know, David that slew the giant Goliath, the Philistine, they feel like David's going to turn on them and, and start fighting against them. So the military leaders instruct David and his men to go back home to Ziklag. So David and his men, they they take off and they travel back to their homes and when David and his men return back to their homes they discover that everything they had had been taken by the Amalekites the Amalekites were very violent and vicious people went around raiding different places and everything that David and his men had had been taken their, their wives had been taken their sons and daughters had been taken their, their possessions had been taken. And in verse 6, we read, and it tells us that David was in great danger. He was in great danger. Some translations read that he was, uh, he was uh, in a, an extremely difficult position. Whatever, whatever translation you read, we know that he was in great danger. He was in an extremely difficult position. How many of you here this morning knows what you know what it feels like to be in an, extre an extremely difficult position? You know what it feels like to be in a dangerous place spiritually in your life. And David was in a difficult place, a dangerous place, because he had lost his most valuable treasures. And some of you are there right now. Some of you are, are there right now. Some of you have lost some valuable treasures in your life some of you have lost some dear loved ones some of you have lost your hope some of you have lost your peace some of you have had your joy taken from you some of you have had your health taken from you some of you have had your jobs taken from you some of you have had your first love for Christ taken from you some of you have had your zeal for the Lord's house taken from you and the enemy has come in and, and his job, his, his mission is to take your treasures. In John 10, 10, we read that the Bible says that the devil is a thief and he, he comes to what? Only steal and kill and destroy. Notice the very first thing that he does is he likes to take things from people. He likes to take things from people. And some of you have walked in here this morning or you're watching through the live stream and, and the enemy has taken some very valuable treasures from your life. And like David, some of you are standing in the ruins this morning and you're wondering, how in the world did the enemy come in and take my treasures? Because of the raid, because of the, the ruins in your life, you're like David now, and many of you are in a, an extremely difficult place, an extremely difficult position. And not only had David lost his most valuable treasures, but we read in there in verse 6 that the treasures had been taken from him, and now David's in a difficult time, but the Bible says that things went from bad to worse because the men that were following David, the Bible says they grew bitter and they started talking about stoning him. They blamed David. 
They blame David for their mess. They blame David for their lost treasures. They blame David that everything they've ever worked for is now gone. They blame him. Let me give you a good counseling lesson right here. When people become bitter, they look for somebody to blame. When people become bitter, for whatever reason, things might have happened in their life and they've never, had a, uh, they've never dealt with it, they've never overcome it, whatever it is that's made them bitter in their life, they will look for somebody to blame. There will be the blame game. And David's men were blaming him for their situation, blaming him for their mess. And you know what's really sad about this? What is sad about this is that David, his, his family's gone and all he has are those men that are around him and that tells me that sometimes that the people that are closest to you, it seems like they're the ones that turn on you. Now don't raise your hand here, I'm just asking a question. Have you ever had somebody turn on you? Sometimes you feel like those that are the closest ones to you, those are the very ones that you thought you could count on, depend on, but for whatever reason, they're bitter on the inside. They start to blame you, and what happens is they turn on you, and they, they turn on you, and they, they let out their anger on you. They let out their frustrations on you. And that's where David was at. Can you imagine the difficult place he was in? No, no, no spouse to lean on, no, no family to lean on, no friends to lean on. I mean, if you were looking here, it appeared like David was all alone. But the good news is, keep reading verse 6. Because in verse 6, it said David did have someone to lean on. It says David found strength in the Lord his God. Come on. He found strength in the Lord his God. Listen, I know... People will disappoint you. People will let you down. Man will let you down, but the Lord will never let you down. Come on, that's a good word right there. David found strength in the Lord. David had somebody to lean on. Lean on Jesus. He was leaning on the Lord. And if you're in a difficult position right now in your life, if you're in great danger spiritually, please hear me this morning. You need to know that your strength is in the Lord your God. Your strength is not in a liquor bottle. Your strength is not in a pill bottle. Your strength is not in your bank account. Your strength is not in any things of the world. Your strength is found in the Lord your God. That's who your strength is found in. Hallelujah. Found in Jesus Christ. So I want to just take a few minutes here and share with you, if you're, right, if you're taking notes, four, four things that David found that helped him to take back lost treasures in his life. Four things. The very first thing you need to see here is David found strength, and you'll find strength too, in the Lord's plan. He found strength in the Lord's plan. Verse 7 and 8 says that David, he sought after the Lord. He called for uh, Abiathar, the high priest. He asked for the ephod, all that. It's another sermon in itself, but it represents really just the presence of God. And David asked the Lord. David, when, when, listen, when things started to get bad for him, when he was in that difficult place, he did something we all need to do. He started seeking the Lord's plan. He started seeking the Lord's will. And he asked the Lord for help. He asked the Lord for guidance. He asked the Lord for direction. He asked the Lord, what should I do? David was seeking the Lord's plan. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to seek the Lord's plan in our life. You know why? Because the Lord's plan is a whole lot better than your plan. 
Let me just say that again. The Lord's plan is a whole lot better than your plan. It's a whole lot better than my plan. It's a whole lot better than mom and daddy's plan or, or your boss man's plan. The Lord's plan is the better plan. And so many times we go with our own plan instead of the Lord's plan. I want to give you another lesson this morning. Stop trying to fix it with your plan and start seeking the Lord's plan. Stop trying to fix it with your plan. I know what happens when I get in there and I try to fix it. I mess it all up. But friend, if you'll go to the Lord and seek guidance and seek help and seek direction from the Lord and his plan, he'll show you what to do because his plan is better than our plan. When you're in a difficult place and position, the first thing you need to do is seek the Lord. I'm reminded in Psalm 77, the psalmist cried out. He says, in the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. Seek the Lord like David did and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Do me a favor. Say me. What do you want me to do? How do you find strength in the Lord's plan? How do you take back lost treasures? You ready for it? Here we go. We have to be willing to humble ourselves. We have to be willing to humble ourselves. You must be willing to humble yourself to the Lord's plan. The Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Friend, if you're going to walk in the Lord's plan, you have to humble yourself to the plan. His plan's better than your plan. Seek the Lord. Ask him. Humble yourself. You're not all that. You don't have it all figured out. It doesn't have to always go your way. Come on, humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself. We are nothing without the Lord, the Bible says. Without him, we can do nothing. Every breath we take, it comes from the Lord. So we humble ourselves before the Lord. Some of you want to know how I'll know. How will I know the Lord's plan? Let me tell you how you can know the Lord's plan. Through his word, through his word. You want to know the Lord's plan? Then start opening up your Bible and reading it. Well, I need God to speak out loud to me. Well, then read your Bible out loud. Because when you read it out loud, he'll be speaking to you. Read it. That's the word of God. It's, 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 it's divine authority, and, and we need to submit ourselves to the word of God. If you want to walk in the Lord's plan, you need to make sure you're in the Lord's word, reading his word, so he can give you direction. He can give you guidance. How will I, how will I find strength in the Lord's plan? Through his Holy Spirit, through his word, through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent to us. Jesus said it's uh, way better that I go away so I can send a helper to you. We're not alone. He sent the Holy Spirit here. He's with us today. He's empowering us. He's indwelling us. And friend, the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. When you get off path of the Lord's plan, oh my, he will convict you. He will draw you back onto the path. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit to help walk out the Lord's plan for our lives. Hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit. We can know the Lord's plan also through God's people. Listen to me. You need other followers of Christ in your life. 
That's why you need to be in church. That's why you need to be in a, in a discipleship group. That's why you need to find a place where you can be around other believers so they can help you and pray for you and encourage you and even speak truth into your life and they can love on you. Listen to me, friend. You need godly people in your life. Bad company corrupts good character. You need godly people in your life. Surround yourself with godly people. There's nowhere in the scriptures, there's no such thing as the Lone Ranger Christian. We need each other. You, we need each other. And David needed those people around him in that difficult and dangerous place he was in. And he found strength in the Lord's plan. The Lord's plan, what was the Lord's plan? The Lord's plan was that David would pursue the enemy. David asked the Lord, should I go after them? Should I fight for my lost treasures? And the answer was, the Lord replied back, yes, pursue after them. And the Bible reads, when I read to you while ago in the New Living Translation, it says, David and his men, when they heard from the Lord, when David heard from the Lord, he humbled himself to the plan of the Lord. The Bible says that the Lord said, pursue after them. And the Bible then says, David and his men set out. In other words, they heard the word and by faith, they went on, they started moving. And listen to me. David had to be willing to obey the Lord and go fight for the things the enemy had taken from him. He had to be willing. He had to be willing to obey the Lord and go fight for the things the enemy had taken from him. And listen, you have to be willing to fight for the things that the enemy has taken from you. I don't mean with some kind of sword. I mean you fight through prayer. You fight through perseverance. You fight with the word of God. You fight for those things that the enemy has taken from you. You need to be willing to fight for your family. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your recovery. Fight for your deliverance. Fight for your healing. Fight for your peace. Fight for your joy. Fight for your future. Fight for your hope. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Be willing to fight. And some of you will take back your lost treasure when you decide to obey the Lord and fight for them. Listen to me, church. I'm telling you, and I'm trying not to let things that I've had to deal with through the week get into my emotions, but I will tell you this right here. Listen to me. Wake up. This is not playtime. This is not nap time. Wake up. We're in spiritual warfare. Some of you are fighting for everything you can to keep your marriage together, to keep your home together, to keep your life together. You're fighting. And it's warfare. And it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against evil and demonic forces in high places. And the word of the Lord is today, you keep fighting and find strength in the Lord's plan. Keep fighting. Fight for your lost treasures. Fight for them. In the name of Jesus. Second thing I want to tell you, and I'm going to move quick here, is David found strength in the Lord's promises. Verse 8 says, The Lord told David, You will, you will recover everything that was taken from you. Not you might, but you will. David and his men had the promise of victory before they ever took off on, uh, into battle. 
The promise was already there and that promise encouraged David. It gave him strength. It gave him courage and evidently it was contagious because the men that were talking about killing him, now, uh, that now they're riding in pursuit and they're going after their lost treasures. So I ask you this morning, what promises, what promises do we have when we lose our treasures? Well, let me tell you what they are. The Lord promises to be with us at all times. The Lord promises to be our very present help in times of trouble. The Lord promises to be near the brokenhearted. The Lord promises a peace that surpasses all understanding. The Lord promises a peace that will guard your heart and guard your mind. The Lord promises to give strength to the weary. The Lord promises is to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it into good. The Lord promises to work all things out for our good and for his glory. And those are just a few promises, friend, that you can cling to and you can hold on to so you can take back the treasures that the enemy has taken from you. Hallelujah. The third thing I want you to see here is David found strength in the Lord's provision. As David and his men pursued and trusted in the Lord's plan and promises, they began to experience the Lord's provision. But before they could experience the provision, they encountered some challenges. One of the challenges they faced was they came to a a brook or some translations say a, a deep ravine. And the challenge was that 200 men were too exhausted to cross over to the other side and keep pursuing Can you imagine being so exhausted and so weary that you can't keep fighting for your family? And that's where these men were. They were were too exhausted. They gave up because they were weary and exhausted. And I want to encourage someone here this morning. If you've walked in and spiritually and physically and mentally and, and whatever else, if you're exhausted and you are feeling weary right now, please hear me. Don't give up. Don't give up on the Lord's plan. Don't give up on the Lord's promises. He will make a way. He will provide a way forward. He is the God who is the Jehovah Jireh, he makes a way for us. And he made a way here because 200 men couldn't keep going, but 400 of them could. 400 could. He provided him with 400 men that could keep going. And then they ran into another challenge because how did they know where to go? How did they know where to go? And verse 11 says that when they're in pursuit, they find this Egyptian slave who's left for dead in the desert. And the Bible says they fed him and they gave him water and it says that he was revived. And David says, who do you belong to and where do you come from? Well, then he opens his mouth and he begins to say, I'm a slave of one of the Amalekites and we've been on these raids and one of the places we raided was Ziklag. And David asks, will you lead me to these raiders? And he asked, promise me you won't kill me or turn me back over to my master and I'll show you where they are. And that just reminds me that the Lord, he provided what they needed right when they needed it. But I want you to, don't miss this, please. It was when they moved in obedience that they experienced the Lord's provision. It's when they moved in faith. It's when they moved in obedience. It's when they experienced the Lord's provision. And I say that to say to you, it's when we move in obedience 
that we're going to experience the, the, the hand of the Lord providing for us and helping us to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. It's when we decide that we're going to pursue and, and move in obedience and move in faith and trust the Lord's plan and trust the Lord's promises, that's when we will experience the Lord's provision. In other words, you have to be willing to get in the battle to get the blessing. You have to be willing to get in the fight to get the fruit. You have to be willing to get in the war to get the win. Come on, church. We can't sit on the sidelines. We got to be ready to move. We got to be ready to fight. We got to be ready to pursue. And David found this Egyptian at just the right time and just the right place. It was not an accident. It was not a coincidence. It was the Lord's provision. The Lord provided the information and the direction they needed to get back and take back their lost treasure. How many of you can rejoice this morning knowing that the Lord is always on time? He is never too early. He's never too late. The Lord is right on. He's an on-time God. Come on, hallelujah. He's on time. He knows what we need it, when we need it, and he will provide for us. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to share with you before we pray is that David found strength in the Lord's power. David and his men, it says in the Bible, that they rushed in while, they were, while the Amalekites were having their party. David and his men rushed in and they slaughtered them. And they got back, the Bible says they got back everything the enemy had taken. Everything. The power of God was working in them and through them. The Lord gives us power to keep going. The Lord gives power to us to keep fighting. The Lord gives power to us to keep standing when we don't know how we're going to stand. The Lord gives us the power to take back the treasures that have been taken from us. Let me ask you this morning. Do you believe that the Lord can give you strength right now to take back the treasures that have been taken from you? Do you, do you believe that the Lord still gives power to those that are weary, to those that are exhausted, to those that are in difficult places? Can, can we trust God's power to be displayed in, in our most dangerous and difficult times? The answer is yes. Yes, we can. God is able. I'm not just up here preaching to you a, a, a story out of the Bible. I'm telling you what God is able to do. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it for these men, he'll do it for you and your family. You keep fighting. You keep fighting to take back those lost treasures. If you want to come, brother, praise God. With the Lord's power, David and his men recovered it all. They recovered it all. The victory came because of the Lord's power that was at work in them and through them. Friend, I'm thankful today for the Lord's power that's at work. His power is at work in us and through us. And I ask you this morning, are you trusting in the Lord's power to help you take back your treasures? Please do not try to do it in your own strength and your own willpower because you're going to get so frustrated and so aggravated with yourself because you're going to find yourself you, you can't do it by yourself you can't do it alone we need the Holy Spirit to come and empower us 
Give us courage and give us strength and give us boldness. Not that we can go. We don't go into camps now and, and slaughter anybody with swords. No. What do we do? We fight with prayer. We fight with praise. God, help us. God, help us today. I'm going to ask you this. Have you, have you lost some treasures has the enemy taken some things from you? Are, you? are you here this morning and you're standing in ruins because what the enemy has taken and stolen from you? Are, you? are you in a difficult place? I wonder how many feel exhausted. You, you know how many people I've talked to and, and, and they're in some spiritual battles and, and, and you, you hear them as they begin to express themselves and they're, they're so frustrated. They say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to wait. I don't know whether to step forward. I don't know what to do. And they're so aggravated and frustrated. And they're in a difficult place. Friend, we can trust the Lord. His plan. His promises. His provision. His hand at work. And His power that will help us to keep going when we feel exhausted and feel like we can't keep going. I declare this morning in the name of Jesus that treasures will be taken back. Treasures will be taken back. Addiction will not take me. Sin will not take me. Brokenness will not take me. Bitterness will not take me. Hatred will not take me. In the name of Jesus. I want you just to bow your heads with me, please. Close your eyes. I'm asking every Christian here to pray right now. Jesus. Jesus, help us. Holy Spirit, work. Have your way, Lord. Friend, you may have walked in here this morning and the enemy has taken from you, taken your joy, taken your peace. Can I just encourage you to keep fighting for it? He's taken treasures from your family, from your home, from your children. He's taken some of your sons and daughters. And you're, you're here this morning and you're, you're physically and spiritually you're in ruins and you wonder what in the world am I going to do? Friend, keep fighting. Pursue them. Pursue those treasures by faith. And let's believe the Lord to recover those things for us. Everything, 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 every wayward child recovered, restored every relationship, every family, every marriage restored in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray here in just a minute, but I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to just talk to anybody that may be hearing you're lost in sin this morning. Sin has taken you and that Satan wants to take your soul 
and he wants to take you to a place called hell. But the good news, friend, is this story reminds us of the power of a Savior. We see Jesus through David coming to our rescue because, friend, we, we're not David. We're, we're those held captive. We're that Egyptian slave in the desert. We're, we're thirsty. We're hungry. We're about to die. But Jesus, out of his love, he pursued the enemy to take us back from the grip of sin and death. We can be saved. We can be rescued. We can be restored. And friend, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the enemy has taken you. But Jesus is here to remind you that the gift of eternal life comes through Jesus Christ and that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall too be saved friend will you call on the Lord right now and just say Jesus will you forgive me of my sins forgive me of my sins past, present, future forgive me of my sins cleanse me Lord and I surrender my life to you today and by faith, by faith I trust in you and what you did for me. You took my place on the cross. I deserved it, but you, Lord, took my place, died for me, and you were raised back to life three days later, and you have conquered death, and you have conquered the grave, and that you are alive, and I put my trust in you right now to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Nobody looking around. Christians pray. If you're here this morning, and you've never made that decision for Christ or maybe you did and you've drifted away and the Lord is speaking to you about coming back to him now and you have surrendered your life to him in a fresh way I want you to be bold enough and have faith enough to lift your hand and say that's me pastor I prayed that today God bless you sir is there anybody else raise your hand God bless you is there anybody else anybody else I've made an new commitment to the Lord today I've rededicated my life to the Lord today and I'm not ashamed of it I'm going to boldly declare it by lifting my hand God bless you son God bless you God bless you sir thank God for what he's doing right now just, by, just bear with me one more second if you've walked in here today and this, this message has hit home to you because there's been some treasures that have been taken from you spiritually and physically, emotionally, and you're ready to take them back. You're ready. You are ready to take them back today. Would you lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? I see hands up all over the place, all over the place. I want everybody to stand with me right now. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Here's what I want us to do. We got plenty of time here. Let's be reverent. Let's pray. There were some hands that went up. I'm asking you right now, if you have lost some treasures, every hand that was lifted, if you, even if you didn't raise your hand, if there's some treasures, maybe there's a son or a daughter that's lost right now, grandchildren lost right now, peace lost, joy lost, passion lost, my first love for Christ. Where's it at? And you're ready to take it back. 
and you're ready to fight for it through prayer, I'm asking you to come out right now and come to the altar. Would you please obey the Lord right now? Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. More of you come. More of you come. Praise God. Praise God. I'm taking back some lost treasures today. Come on. I need prayer warriors to come. I need prayer warriors to come and, and stand with some of these at the altar here and begin to pray over them, please. Anybody that believes in the power of prayer, come. Elder, deacon, I don't care who you are. If you, if you have faith to believe God to work, I'm asking you to come and join with those around the altar and let's pray for the next few minutes, please. And if you're here this morning, before you leave, I want you to extend your hand out here to everyone at the altar. Let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray right now, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, we would take back what the enemy has taken from them.